You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. And, you know, and, and so I want to get into a word that I believe that will encourage us, that God is going to, you know, remove some things, some, you know, how many of us sometimes we need to let some things go, uh, you know, especially in this season, we've got to let it go, like this frozen song, let it go, <laughs> right? We just need to let it go, some, there are certain things, right? And, and I feel like, you know, sometimes, you know, like how many of us know that, you know, it's our praise is our weapon and our, and our thanksgiving is our weapon, how how many warriors do I have in the room this afternoon? Are you a warrior that's willing to stand, willing to fight, willing to praise, willing to pray? Right, and, and here's, what it, here's what I found. There's been, a, in this last week, there's been a lot of talk of the path to victory. And I'm here to tell you this afternoon that God has already given us the path to victory. We already have the victory, and he's already given us the plan or the pathway. We don't need to be discouraged about anything, actually. Don't let your heart be troubled this afternoon, but trust in God. He has given you the pathway to victory, and I believe that this is, that we are a Esther generation. I believe that this is, is for this reason. This is an exciting time for us to be on the earth. This is a time that God said, I want you to be my church. I want you to be my sons. I want you to be my daughters. I want you to represent me and the earth. And see, God is restoring hope to us so that we can restore hope to the world. And that's exactly what is happening. God is, so let your heart be filled with hope this afternoon. Let your heart be filled with faith this afternoon. Right, and I believe that God has given actually, actually a strategy, and, and, I, and I love in, in uh, Proverbs 21, and I'm going to read this a couple of times, and I'm going to read it out of Proverbs 21 and verse 22 uh, to 23. And, and, and sorry, in 22 and uh, 23. All right, so verse 22, a warrior. How many warriors do we have? Right? All right, all right. A warrior filled with wisdom ascends into the high place and releases regional breakthrough. Do you hear that? And brings down the strongholds of the mighty. Now, how many of you know that there are strongholds that are in the earth today? And so God has given us the strategy to tear down those strongholds. And he says, you know what? I don't want you to operate the world operates, which is to operate low over here and talk about everything. I don't want you talking. I want you to come up here. Come into my throne room. Come into praise. Come into worship. Come into declaring. Come into decreeing. Right? And when we do that, we begin to see a shift. I love that. I love it. It says, a warrior filled with wisdom goes into the high place, goes into the throne room, and releases regional breakthrough. San Diego, think about it. We are called as a church to build 16 plus, I'm going to add a plus, 16 plus campuses. We are called to bring regional breakthrough. That your calling on your life as a warrior is you're going to go into the heavens and you're going to release regional breakthrough. How powerful is that, that we get to partner with God to bring regional breakthrough to San Diego County, to bring regional breakthrough to Salt Lake City. Think of the breakthrough that comes through you going into the throne room. 
So your breakthrough isn't just your breakthrough, but your breakthrough is actually for the region that God has called you to. I love that God doesn't just do it one fold, but he doesn't multifold. Are you ready for verse 23? So in the same sentence, because you know, I don't know about you, but that verse pumps me up and I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Let's get into the throne room and let's, let's crush it, right? All, all of the things. And then you add on verse 23. Watch the words, watch your words, and be careful what you say, and you will be surprised how few troubles you'll have. So first it's like God paints the picture of the, of the power that is available to you and through you, but then he then adds on, watch your words. How many of us in 2020, it has been difficult to watch your words? <laughs> of us, come on, like there's just thing, one thing after another that we find that our words, ooh, man, it's just kind of like, dang, like, and we know, and here's the thing, it's like we know, but we, we know, but we, right, yeah, like we know, but we don't know. So the, the title of my message this afternoon is Atmosphere. And my question to you today is what is the atmosphere that you are building around your life? Right? You've heard it said that your attitude determines your altitude. But I will add on that your gratitude determines your attitude. So how grateful am I? What am I speaking will determine my attitude that will either release or hinder my faith. And when I look at this, like, man. So number one, we must have an understanding that our words have power, right? The Bible says that there is death in life that is found in the tongue. So I can either speak blessing or I can speak cursing. And I don't know about you, but far too often, one moment I'm praising God and then the next moment I'm not and I'm doing the opposite. Like, how much do I actually say there, <laughs> right? You know, you, you, get, you, like, you, you get out of a service and then you get in the, you get in the car and you get in an argument, right? Oh, right? With myself because I'm the only one in the car. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the worst. That's the worst. Right? Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3, it says this. By faith, we, under, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were made out of things which are visible, were not made out of things which were not visible. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed, think about that, by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. Now, it's, it, it's, a, it's a powerful truth that our words frame our world and the atmosphere around us. You know how the Bible talks about how the, the, the word of God is what? The sword of the spirit. How do you know that we, we, we belong to a house that really stands and proclaims the necessity of the word of God? I so love the love that our house has for the word, right? Pastor Jurgen, Pastor John, even last week was talking about yielding, right? Yielding the sword of the spirit. And, and you know, that verse that talks about yielding the sword, you know, a sword has how many sides to it? 
two sides. And when I began to say, well, what's the, what, what's the thing with the, with the sword? It, I did a bit of research. And do you know that that word two-edged sword actually means two-mouthed? Two mouth. And so I begin to think about it like, hmm, that's very interesting. And God just began to speak and said, because one edge of the sword is my mouth, because it is my word, and I am inviting you into a partnership by adding your mouth to my word. And when you add your mouth to my word, it becomes a double-edged sword. So you are actually a part of this, this sword of the spirit. Think of the power that, it, that can be released through your mouth, through those words. And a few months ago, about six months ago, my mother was going through uh, you know, some, some hard times. And she was going through this season of just extreme exhaustion. And she's not really walking so well with the Lord. I mean, she just kind of, you know, baby steps, if you will. And, uh, you know, she's living in, in uh, Idaho. And she was just having all these difficult difficulties and just exhaustion and then she was having this pain and she had this lump in her side and she was going through all of this stuff and I just thought oh 2020 heck to the no I am not no 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 not today devil you are not you I refuse to allow you to wreak havoc in my mother's life I do not permit you and so what did I do I added my mouth to the word of God and begin to speak life into my mother and I begin to curse death I begin to because they're saying all sorts of things like cancer and they're saying you know she's got to do this test and that test and all of the things and I said no 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 and and as I came into agreement with the word of God, no, I didn't even need to be in her proximity, but I just boldly declare, no, by his stripes, she is healed. No, I reverse the curse right now in the name of Jesus. I break your power right now in the name of Jesus. And then my mother calls me up. She's like, Shelly, did you, did you do the big P? And I'm thinking, the big P? What, what's, what's the big P? Like, I don't know what she, what's, what's the big P? Right? And she's, she's like, well, you know, prayer. Did you pray for me? And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. And, and I kind of forgot about it that I actually had, you know, I had prayed when, when, like in that moment. I was like, pee, pee, you know, like what's, you know, just trying to like figure out what the heck is, where, where are we going with this, you know? And, and, and she said, I feel 100% better. The exhaustion is gone. The pain is gone. I don't feel the, 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 the not in my side any longer. Isn't it? You know, and what's incredible, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the big P every day. <laughs> you know, and you begin to realize, you know, some of us, we need to get the big P on with some people. <laughs> I know, that's bad joke, bad joke, sorry. Right? <laughs> Completely healed, verified, they couldn't find anything, they did all the tests, all of that stuff, and why? Because the word of God is powerful enough to shift not only your atmosphere, but the atmosphere that is around your territory, your region, which includes your family, which includes where you're at geographically. God wants the release breakthrough, and he's looking for you to ascend into the high place and declare the word of God. Now, can we do some laundry real quick? Right, how do you know to get clean clothes? You gotta wash dirty clothes. <laughs> so we gotta pour on some detergent right now. And one of the atmosphere stealers or, you know, that will actually hinder us is complaints. And if there's anything in 2020 
that has provided an opportunity for us is to do what? Is to complain, <laughs> right? And the thing that we have to understand, and I would say, man, we are all, I, I'm totally, totally, <laughs> totally guilty that I have absolutely complained far more than I should, right? And, and, and the thing is, is that it creates an atmosphere that actually releases overwhelming trouble over our lives. And one of the things that I found, I was living in beautiful New Zealand. Like, what can, like, how can you find anything to complain about in, like, one of the most epic countries in the world that's, like, beautiful and just all the things that go with it, people, all the stuff. But yet, in the position and where I was serving, you know, I just started just like, oh, my gosh, like, this is so hard. And, oh, my gosh, there's so many things. And I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And I don't know how I'm going to get through that. And I don't think I can carry that. And, and you know, and I found myself talking talking about all of these things and then suddenly I begin to feel more and more and more overwhelmed and to, almost to the point of where I just wanted to give up and tap out and say well maybe I'm not the person for this and, and maybe it should be someone else who should do this and and maybe it's just you know uh, you know maybe I'm better in in cold Mongolia and maybe you know maybe that's the place that I should be and I remember crying out to the Lord and saying God what is this why am I feeling so overwhelmed and God says Shelly turn to Psalm 77. And I just thought, I'm going to get spanked right now. <laughs> I just knew it. I knew it was coming. I was just like, okay, brace yourself, you know, put padding in like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Right. And then, and then I read, I read this verse and it says, Rem- I remembered God and I was troubled. I complained, ooh, and my spirit was overwhelmed, and I just thought, oh my gosh, because I was complaining, the more I was complaining, the more overwhelmed that I was feeling. And too often, we allow our complaints to go unchecked. I don't know about you, but I don't remember, uh, you know, how often do I repent before God for my complaints? I usually just drive over it, move on into, God, I just declare right now in the name of Jesus, right? All, you know, that's that's my kind of prayer, right? And And then I'm wondering why it's not working, because my complaining is short-circuiting the power of God from flowing. We can't, we can't actually do both, right? And how many of you know, how many of you know that there's, so here's a complaining checklist that you might, you know how we have a, here, we might have a tip jar, maybe you need an offering jar, that every time you reckon, re- recognize that you're complaining, maybe put a donation in that jar that you'll bring to the Lord. Just, just, just a thought. How about this? Number one complaint of 2020, masks. How many of us are like, oh, I hate these masks, right? How many people, right? And we go to one of our favorite taquerias and we're like, dang it, I can't believe they have that sign. No, they're not supposed to have the sign of the mask. Like, no, I need freedom. <laughs> so we go right back into our car. We turn on Braveheart theme song, <laughs> drive through the drive through. I want two tacos, dos tacos, one burrito. <laughs> With the song blaring so loud, they're like, what, 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 what? You get to the front and then you scream, freedom! Right? And it's just like, dang, man, we just totally just like maybe missed a moment that we could have impacted that person. 
because our attitude was one of complaint? What about when we go to Costco, when the epidemic and everyone's just going out and they're trying to bag you know, toilet paper and all of the things, right? And you get into the Costco line, how many of us might have been possibly guilty of like, why are these taking, why is there such a bit long line going in and going out? But yet you're there too. <laughs> Everyone's doing the exact same thing, but yet we want to complain about the people doing the same thing that we're doing. Right? How about when we get into a car, how many of you have a, a commentary for the drivers that are around you? <laughs> how, about, <laughs> how about when your kids are running around the house and I, just the mom's like, oh my gosh, I can never get any peace and quiet. How about a wife who says, oh, my husband always just leaves his droppings everywhere in the house. <laughs> clothes. <laughs> Let me clarify, clothes, his socks, his shirt is in one place, right? It's like he forgot how to, right? And then the, the husband's like, oh, my wife always dot, 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 dot. <laughs> right, and we wonder why Oh, I can never keep my house clean. Like my kids, right? All of these things that we find ourselves so easily complaining. What's going on in the world today that we need to redirect? It doesn't do us any good. We got to actually unplug from the complaining session and we got to plug into the prayer session, the praise session, the Thanksgiving session. And complaining doesn't do anything, and and, and I'll I'll use this verse, 1 Corinthians 10.10, we must not embrace any of their ways by complaining. We must not embrace any of their ways by complaining, grumbling with discontent, as many of them did, and were killed by the destroyer. The problem that God has with our complaints is, is it causes us to come into an agreement with the enemy's agenda and allows us to say that we, we are not trusting God and it, it, it actually short, short circuits our faith. The Bible says that we should do all things without complaining, disputing. Doesn't matter what's going on in the world today. So in, just in closing and wrapping up in our, in our final, final lap. Are you ready for the final lap? So how do we get out of complaint? What's the opposite of complaining? Thanksgiving. So here's the truth is that our thanksgiving is a weapon. Not only is our praise a weapon, but our thanksgiving is a weapon. It's what releases the power of God. Complaining shuts down the power. Praising and thanking God releases the power. Now, Now here's the fastest way to the will of God. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you. So the will of God is for you to say thank you. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your truth. I thank you for what you are doing. I thank you for the breakthrough. Everything that we do comes through through the attitude of thanksgiving. The power of thanksgiving is released when we say praise, when we say thank you, Lord. Here's the truth, our thank you sets the tone for our face. Every prayer that Paul prayed for the people that he was writing to, the epistles, he said, I thank my God for you, and then he went into intercession. There's something powerful. When we just do a simple act of I thank you, Lord, I thank you for the things that you're doing. 
Some years ago, I came, I came back from New Zealand and I got a hoopty gifted to me. Do you know what a hoopty is? I'll, I'll put a title to it, a 1984 Ford Tempo. And this car was like, you know, it was meant to be a blessing because I didn't, you know, I just came home from overseas like, man, you know, thank God for this car. But then my thank you turned into this piece of, right? This car is so blah, 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 right? And all the things. And so because the car actually had set, it was owned by the same owner for all these years, given to me, had 10,000 miles on it. And it's like, how do I, how do I even start this car? Because it sat for so long it wouldn't start. So I would, you know, turn it over and be, and I'm just like, you piece of, you know, and I'm getting mad at it. Okay, I'm just being real. Maybe I'm the only one who speaks to my car that way. But I realized when I said, okay, this isn't working. Father, I thank you for this car. I thank you for this. I thank you. And it started right up and I was able to go. So when I cursed it, unthankful for it, nothing would happen. When I actually thank God for it, everything would happen. The same is true when we look at the miracle of the, of the five loaves and the two fish, right? We know the story, the feeding the 5,000, right? What if Jesus didn't just, you know, call down from heaven, and God, I ask you for your miracle working power, divide and conquer and bring multiplication. No, what did he do? He took it and he gave thanks. He said, Father, I thank you, and he passed it. Father, I thank you, and he passed it. And as he passed it, what happened? Miracle was released through the thank you. Your miracle, friends, is released through your thank you. Your miracle is released through your thank you. God wants to bring a shift into our lives that we would recognize complaints for what it is, there's no condemnation. 2020 has brought plenty of opportunity to bring complaints about, but it's for us to arrest it and say, you know what, God, I'm going to lay this aside. I realize that this is not helping me, and I'm going to pick up the weapon of thanks. I'm going to thank you, and I'm going to see your power flow. I'm going to see your breakthrough flow. And how many of us in this room would say, yep, you know, that's absolutely true. I've battled with complaining in this year. Right? I mean, come on. <laughs> if you would, would you stand to your feet? And let's, let, can we surrender our complaints to God? And embrace the weapon of thanksgiving? Hallelujah. Would you repeat after me? Father, I surrender my complaints to you. I ask you to fill my mouth with your goodness, I declare I am committed to embracing the weapon of my thank you. And I know that it will bring breakthrough. It'll bring an igniting to my face. It'll bring breakthrough to the region around me. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, would you say amen? amen? Would you give a shout of praise? <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. So I'm telling you, truly, I believe it's Pastor Jurgen says it a lot. Your breakthrough is in your mouth. Your breakthrough is in something simple of laying aside complaining 
and checking it. Like, oh my gosh, man, if I, I'm going to start a complaint jar. And every time that the complaint comes out of my mouth, it's going to go into the house of God and do something that, you know, ignite my faith. And why don't I just begin to say, thank you. Thank you, God. This is the quickest way to bring the presence of God around our lives. Thank you, God. Because it gets our minds off of what's the, going around us and it gets it all on what he is doing through us. Think of it. I'll close with this. Jonah. Jonah, do you know if you read in Jonah chapter 2 and and towards the end of the verse, you know, he has this whole, you know, moment with God and he's in the belly of the fish. And do you know that God did not release him until the very end where he had to thank the Lord. says, I offered my vow of thanksgiving unto you, O God. And then the Bible says, the Lord spoke to the fish and spit him out. So it's almost like, Jonah, you ain't getting out of here until you say thank you. (laughs) Right? Can you imagine, man? We just need to start saying thank you so we don't get stuck in the belly of a fish somewhere. Pastor Becky. Oh, let's thank Pastor Shelley. What a word. She was telling me what she wanted to preach about. I'm like, yep, that's the week to preach this message. Um, and honestly, I've heard it three times. And I, I feel, I think I was the most convicted in this one. Um, I, I, this has been an issue for me. And it, it was kind of funny, but it was the truth. When she started talking about like the, the offering jar, every time you complain, how you'd have to put money in it. John looks at me and he goes, we'd be broke. I needed to hear that though like wow what kind of atmosphere am I creating in my home or whatever with my complaints come on I've been too grumpy I'm getting bitter it's because you let like you said you let the complaints go unchecked oh I'm so convicted in the best way it's like a punch in the gut and a slap in the face I am I'm changing I am committed I'm going to get a jar. Gosh, it's going to be rough. But what about... Oh, yeah, don't say that. Dang it, I'm not good at this. Oh, but how beautiful is this, that revelation. And I I love when she just briefly shared about feeding the 5,000. What was 5,000 men plus women and children. They had one little boy's lunch. They could have looked at the lack and complained. They could have looked at the lack of provision and the resource. And we only have this and everyone's going to starve. We don't have enough money. There could have been so many complaints. But because they didn't complain about the lack, they looked at the, the thing they didn't have. They didn't do that. They looked at the thing that was in their hand. And they thank God. And from there, a miracle broke out and 12,000 people were fed with leftovers. Like, what do we have in our hand that we are cursing that could be the biggest blessing if we actually thanked God for it? Stop cursing your circumstances and I'm preaching to myself as well. Okay, what a message. Send that to all your friends. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.